0: Good grief, you just pulled the football away.
1: Ah, very good. That did make my list. Uh, that's yeah. George Chapel and I am Keith Stone. And this is George and Keith's musings, where we talk about pop culture and things we like. And uh, this was frustrating for me, George. Yeah.
0: It was harder than I thought it would be.
1: Yeah. Before I give you my impressions, I wanted to ask you what, you know, normally we try and do a list of top 10. Mm-hmm. We might have 20, li- 20 on our list, and then we try and narrow it down. And then you try and shuffle those into your one through 10. And I wondered, is that how it worked out for you for comic strips, or uh, was it different?
0: Well, that, that's my normal process. Uh, or, yeah, I, I didn't come up with 20. I I've Quite honestly, I've got 12.
1: Yeah, and
0: so I had I had two poor comic strips that I kicked off the top ten, and I was left with with ten. Uh, but yeah, it, it was it was challenging.
1: It was challenging. I was surprised. I started with eleven, and I really only love three. I okay, th- I found out that there's only three comic strips that I love. Now I don't know, is that because comic strips are passe now i don't i don't get a newspaper anymore so yeah i don't even read a single comic strip and i haven't probably for i don't know five six seven years okay um i suppose i could get them online because i'm looking and reading doing some research on some of these and some of these i like are still being done but maybe maybe illustrated by somebody different now But, um, you know, I just, I just, I just don't read comic strips anymore.
0: Well, there, my, my list is kind of, there's, it's subdivided into two kind of categories. Two, one is like older strips that I used to read all the time that I loved. And the other is, is a bunch that I've, I've found online. I do, I, I look at, there's a few strips that I look at every day. And there's a there's a great website called GoComics.com that has a lot of the old ones and a lot of new ones on here, and and that'll be that's gonna be kind of the basis of some of
1: the ones on my list. Yeah, I figured that because you sent me at least two I know of, and yep. they were funny, but I just never take the time on a daily basis to um, to read them. So I'm sure you're gonna throw a bunch at me. Yep. And you are say it's concomics.com kind of and I'll say. Okay, I have no idea. so um, <laughs> all of mine were in print at okay. one time or another. so uh, I got a feeling we're gonna agree on number one, but um, I guess I'll go first and my number 10 is it's called Baby Blues and it okay. came, came out in 1990. so it's probably the most it is the most recent one on my list. And it's just about a couple with three little kids. And, you know, I mean, I, all these, I really don't didn't do a lot of research. I don't know a lot about them, except that I I know I read them. And I enjoyed okay. them. And I assume Baby Blues, you know, since I had my first son in 92, that I read that kind of with, a, you know, an eye on being a parent and oh. that kind of stuff.
0: Oh, okay, I get it. I've, I've seen that one. I think it's been – it was uh... – in the the free press uh for a long time um wasn't one of the babies like zoe or something and
1: could have been but you're asking me for too much detail i'm telling you
0: yeah yeah i kind of i kind of remember uh but yeah i don't know a lot about that one
1: fair enough what's what's your number 10 my
0: my number 10 uh was one of my absolute favorites when I was younger probably when I was a teenager and into college absolutely loved this strip uh but it, it really it's really kind of gone downhill I think a lot and it's Doonesbury uh Doonesbury back in the 70s and 80s was was really had a lot of sharp satire uh had made just some great commentary on on a lot of uh topical issues and now it's it's, it's just not as, as funny anymore so uh doonesbury makes my list more for just how good it used to be uh and it would probably be higher if it if, if it didn't if its quality didn't degrade so
1: much okay doonesbury was 11 on my list so at okay. least i consider it i used to read it um it's pretty it leans pretty strong to the left at least it used to does it does it still do that? And you would think oh, it the way this country is divided now that Doonesbury would be more popular than ever. Uh
0: and, and it may be, and it's it's probably gone it's probably even further to the left, I think, than than it was. I think I think I think now it's just kind of gotten mean. I think the sh- the satire used to be a lot 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 sharper. Okay. Um so but you know i had they had some great characters i mean one of my favorite cartoon characters of all time you know comic strip characters was uh was duke who was uh Dunesbury's uncle and he was he was uh, just kind of this this shifty character who was always getting into all sorts of all sorts of trouble and you know running running drugs and just trying to make, make money in any you know kind of way he could but he was but what what made him good was that he was just this kind of a made up character but he was very a very, very funny character that you could really kind of get behind. But uh, I don't think – yeah, I don't think those characters really exist so much anymore.
1: He wasn't the guy that wore the football helmet all the time, was he? No,
0: that, that was B.D.
1: Okay. Uh,
0: and B.D. – okay,
1: actually,
0: so – It's funny, though. B.D. was – because Gary Trudeau went to Yale back in the 60s at a time when, when Yale football – they were actually ranked in the top 20 back then because they, uh, they had, what, Calvin Hill – who was Grant Hill's father. Calvin Hill was a running back for Yale who went on to play for the Cowboys. And then to, uh, the quarterback, I think his, his initials were BD. So the character of BD was based on an actual Yale football player.
1: All right. Yeah. We're talking way too much about our number 10s. Yes, we are. Um, number nine, tell me if you remember this guy. It's right up our, aisle, up our alley. was Tank McNamara.
0: All right, yeah. Who? Too.
1: Who, who was a sports anchor. And so he's always talking about different sports things and behind the scenes, and that uh, strip started in 1974. So that was also, believe it or not, one of the more recent ones. That's how old some of these go back. Okay. But do you remember Old Tank?
0: I, I do remember Tank. Uh, I he had kind of a big, a big, thick neck, right? Wasn't was, you know, he like a yeah? He was a football former player. football player. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I remember him.
1: Okay, what's your number nine?
0: My number nine uh, goes back, it was this was a strip from like, the, it started in the 50s and I think it went through the 70s. It's called Ricochet. And Ricochet, was, it took place in the old west. And, but it was, it, was, it was also satirical in nature where they co- covered a lot of uh, the topical issues. But Ricochet was this, he was like this old western uh, kind of hero type. Uh, he was like a sheriff of this small town. And there were a lot of characters that kind of came in and out. Uh, another, another. It was another strip that had a lot of really great characters, and uh, there's one one character called Hipshot Percussion, which I think is just a, a great name for a character. Uh, that
1: is a good one.
0: Yeah, yeah. But uh, uh, actually, and I've, I've just kind of rediscovered it recently. I saw a, a used bookstore, an old uh, copy of Ricochet Comics. I picked that up and started reading again. It's
1: pretty good. All right. Okay. So I'm going to give you an eight and seven combined, combined because I didn't know they were done by the same guy, but I should have known because the illustrations were very similar. I'm going to give you a. And number eight is BC, and number seven is Wizard of Id. Okay. And the reason I'm putting them together because they're both done by Johnny Hart. Yeah. And BC was older, 1958. And Wizard of Id was 1964. BC was obviously like a caveman era. And Wizard of Id was like uh, in the Renaissance, yep. things like that. Um, yep. There was a wizard, obviously. They're playing off the Wizard of Oz, things like that. And I, the thing I remember about that, it was pretty well marketed. Because I remember there was a gas station. Like when you would fill up, you could get a like a BC drinking glass and i remember I do, we had yeah. a couple of those in my house
0: yeah i I remember those too they were they were uh always in the la times comic strip growing up i'd read those every morning i remember those
1: things.
0: uh yep yep um so was, you got to uh,
1: go with your eight and your seven
0: okay all right my eight uh i i kind of first discovered in the free press uh but it also exists in in dot so it's it, it's still being uh pro- produced and it's called f minus and f minus is it's just a single panel uh cartoon that always has some kind of really just weird lo- twisted kind of uh commentary so you know like a sing a single joke uh strip uh i highly recommend it uh there's there's one character that that is only slightly recurring uh and he's called it's called the world's worst grandpa and I, <laughs> I just remember there was one strip where he he kind of he was he was trying to get his his grandkids to go up on the roof like the grandkids like hit the ball on the roof or something, and so he was gonna like go get them get them a ladder and put it up there, and then when they got up there he'd take it away or something I don't know, but it was just kind of like. The, the fact that he had a t-shirt that said world's worst grandpa, that always just kind of made me laugh. Very good. So, so
1: what's number seven?
0: My number seven is also uh, one that I started reading probably about 20 years ago in, in the free press. And I also read it every day on, on, on go comics and it's called get fuzzy and get fuzzy kind of centers around uh, a dog uh, named Satch and a cat named Bucky. And Bucky is just this insane, psychotic uh, Siamese cat uh, who is just a, a re- this really, he's, in a lot of ways, he's a lot like Duke from Doonesbury. He's just very uh, it-driven. He's, he's just interested in himself only. And he's always kind of like picking on the dog. And it's just, it's, it's, it's really good uh, satire of just kind of how, the, the way you envision that dogs and cats look at each other.
1: So much like I thought this was going to go, I have never seen your 9, 8, or 7.
0: So. Okay. You've never – got to see Get Fuzzy. It, it's really good.
1: I believe you. Yeah. I believe you. But like I said, uh, my caveat is I haven't seen a comic in a long time. I got gotcha. you. So, okay, we're near number six. And this is one that everybody's heard of, and maybe it's too cutesy-wootsy for us, but it was Family Circus. Okay, um, that started back in 1960, and it was a you know a a family, a nice family, four kids in it, and um, it was originally called Family Circle, but then that magazine complained, and so they had to change it, and they changed it to Family Go Round, and for okay. whatever reason, it got changed to Family Circus. But our thing about I remember about Family Circus is they would like. Seemed like it was like once every couple of months, the big Sunday comic would be, like um, they show a big map of what a kid did that whole day.
0: Yeah. And show him mine. going
1: around and yeah. causing all kinds of trouble and doing all kinds of stuff, and finally he would end up at his mom and say, and they say, "What did you do all day?" He says, "Oh, nothing." Yeah. <laughs> well, so or I, I remember those.
0: The or the other one they had where there was like a character called Not Me, right? It was like a a yes. like a little ghost character and they say oh hey who broke that lamb and it was like not me and then there there's a little character called not me over grinning in the corner or something
1: correct yeah so you know it was very wholesome and very yeah you know very unoffending to everybody but i always used to i always used to be, when when i was a kid so a lot of times when you do things as a kid it kind of resonates with you into adulthood yeah, yeah.
0: Alright. Uh so my my number six, I think is, I think this is one of the ones that I've probably sent sent you a couple of. Uh but it's it's called Basic Instructions. Uh this one is, is entirely online. It's it's uh on GoComics uh, dot com. And basic instructions is always it's entitled with every every strip, every or every, every different day. It says how to you know, fill in the blank. So it's like how to tell someone they're stupid. And then, and then you get these, there's always four panels and it's just this, usually this one kind of bald guy is the main character. Uh, and he's just kind of discussing with all these, these, uh, nut jobs in his life, either people that he, people that he works with or, or the people that he, that he comes across or, you know, his boss or something. And, uh, the, the whole thing is done in, in a very satirical and, and sarcastic way, as if he's the only guy that kind of has sees the irony in everything. So,
1: okay, yeah. well, I want to check it. Out. So it's GoComics, right?
0: GoComics.com. And,
1: and I'm going to assume they have an app that I can hit every morning. And how many comic strips will I see?
0: There, there are a hundred at least. Uh, Holy mackerel! There, I mean, they cover probably any comic strip that's 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 in print, plus some, some that are just internet only, and then a lot of like you know like uh, political cartoons that you see on the editorial page. Uh, mm-hmm. Pretty much all those guys are on there too. I mean, this this has got Go Comics has got like all sorts of them.
1: So they're no, right at the date. So what would be in tomorrow's paper is going to be in tomorrow's Go Comics.
0: Yep. Yep, they always they're they're always very right up right current today with uh, whatever you see in print.
1: All right, sold. So I'm going to be my corners of my mouth are going to be curled upwards from now on because I'm going to go watch that. It's, on your recommendation?
0: On my recommendation, especially uh, if you go go to the, these top ten ones here that I think almost all of these are are on here. Um, I know one on my list isn't, but
1: okay. Okay, so now let's get into top five. Now, I think we're going to start agreeing. I think you're going to tell me this is way too low, especially since your introduction. But <laughs> at number five, I've got peanuts.
0: Oh, it's great- um,
1: Way back in 1950, that one started. Yep. And everybody knows Charlie Brown and Lucy and Linus and that whole gang. And um, again, it's something that's, very wholesome for kids, no controversy there at all. And um you know, so so it just it resonates again and so um but there's others that I like more than that. But Peanuts is it, it could easily be the best comic strip of all time.
0: It it, it may be and i I'll, I'll 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 talk about that in a little bit.
1: Okay, then we'll jump to your number five.
0: My number five uh, is also in print. I discovered it in the free press probably about uh, 15 to 20 years ago, also on GoComics.com, and it's Pearls Before Swine. Now, Pearls Before Swine uh, takes place in this universe where there's a bunch of different animals that, that all kind of talk, talk to each other, and they talk about a lot, a lot of topical things, a lot of kind of like weird, twisted uh, humor and they do a lot of of puns. They do they get, the guy does these really intricate, drawn out puns that are that uh, you know I I I can't really explain it. It's kind of like kind of the thing you'd you'd have to see. But the, the puns usually come out in the Sunday comics because he he does he'll lead into it for like this one panel, and then the the punchline will be some really common phrase that he turns into a pun. Um, gotcha. So but. Very very clever comic strip.
1: I have actually heard of that one, so that's good.
0: We're getting warmer now. Okay, good.
1: Okay, number four is a little out there, but uh, I think you've heard of it. It was Bloom County. Yeah. And had lots of good characters in it. But my favorite character was Opus the Penguin. Um, uh, Sarah and I liked that comic strip together. And we liked it so much we even had a stuffed opus, the penguin. And he eventually had a spin off comic all to himself. Yep. And it was just, you know, just a dumb old penguin getting himself in trouble and all the other characters in Bloom County. Um, none that I could even tell you their name because it's been so long, but I remember the penguin. Yep. I uh
0: I remember that as well. and that is my number eleven, as a matter of fact uh bloom county i remember came out uh back in the early 80s when we were in college it was it was actually in cm life uh every edition of of cm life and uh at early in the early 80s Doonesbury went on a hiatus for a couple of years and then bloom county kind of like it it, bloom county was very similar to Doonesbury in its satirical nature and i think it it, uh, kind of filled a void so I, i i have good memories of bloom county as well
1: excellent yeah. okay now you're number four and i know my top three we're gonna agree on but i just want to see how it's going to come into so what's your number four my number
0: four is as an i know i've sent you some of these ones and it's called dinosaur comics dinosaur comics, you have yes dinosaur comics is on GoComics.com, and what's really interesting about it is done by a canadian guy who apparently always wanted to, to have a comic strip, but he had no artistic ability. He couldn't draw, and he, so he couldn't come up with the artwork every day. So what he did is he came every every single dinosaur comics has exactly the same uh, panels, <laughs> the, the same drawings, the same everything. So and it's it's always and it starts out with a with a Tyrannosaurus Rex making some comments. He talks to and then in like the third panel there's another dinosaur that comes in. Uh, and it finishes with a couple different dinosaurs. But it's it's really it's really out there. I mean he'll the T Rex will have conversations with like God and the God character always speaks in he, you never see him, but he always his words always come down from the top and he speaks in these big capital letters. And sometimes you will speak to the devil, and the devil is these big red capital letters and always comes from the bottom. But the what, what is so unique and so clever about it is that the visuals are all exactly identical, but the, the dialogue is completely different every day.
1: Gotcha. So, yep, you did send me some of those. And it is humorous how it's always just these two dinosaurs and yep. totally different topics all the time.
0: Yep, yep. Love that one.
1: Okay, George. I take it back. My number two is probably not on your list. But number three is going to be on your list. Okay. And that is Calvin and Hobbes. All right. Um, came out in 1985. Story about Calvin and his stuffed tiger, who in the comic strip is always comes alive. And just their antics and the trouble they get into. And Calvin is so famous. You'll see him driving down the road. He'll... <laughs> He'll be urinating on a, a Ford or urinating on a Chevy, yep. depending on which way you lean. But um, yep. um, I think that comic strip still comes out, but I don't know that for sure. But um, that was huge, and that was very entertaining to me all the time. Yeah,
0: I don't think any comic strip ever has urinated as much as, as, as Calvin has.
1: I think, I think you're right.
0: But, but Calvin's going to rank a little higher on my list, so uh, I'll, I'll come back to him.
1: Okay, so number three, what do you got? My number three, three
0: is, I think, the greatest single-panel comic strip ever, and it's The Far Side. The Far Side. I first saw it when my brother would send me copies of it because it was just in the local out when he, when my brother lived in Washington, and he sent me these strips that he that he, he loved, and then they, then it kind of got more of a national audience, and it is the uh, it was just so it was really just so out there and, um, and he, he'd, have, he'd, he'd always do uh, jokes with either cows or cavemen or gangsters. And it was always just this, this really kind of, this humor that came right out of left field. And I loved the far side. I think it, I think it, I think he kind of was active, like through the mid nineties and then he was done.
1: Yeah. Three is, is embarrassingly low for that. I can't nah. number three. That's that's ridiculous. Okay. So we'll talk about that one. Okay. Talk about that later. Yeah. Um, number two, which I guess you probably won't have because I know it. Well, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's Dilbert, and yeah, Dilbert. Dilbert yeah. Yeah. At he works in an that. office. He's he's an engineer, and it's just he's kind of like Jason Bateman. He's the only guy. He's trying to muddle through. He's an intelligent guy, and he's working with these idiots. His boss is called the pointy hair boss because that's what he got, his pointy hair, yeah. and just all the stupid ideas his boss comes up with. And and Dilbert just kind of sits there dumbfounded and tries to keep it all together. But he is the Jason Bateman of comic strips. Yeah. And um, my dad, which I don't know if this is good or bad for my argument, but he loves Dilbert, and his <laughs> his neighbor used to. Um, he had a, he, would, he had a calendar, and he would save all his calendar strips every day, yeah. and give them to my dad so he could enjoy them too.
0: You know, I'm I'm kind of embarrassed to say that, that completely slipped uh, slipped my mind. I I probably would have Dilbert somewhere in my top ten. Uh, yeah, great again, great character, kind of like the only sane guy in a in a world of in, insanity. Just like, just like yep. Bateman. Uh, yep. I also, I also liked like uh, like Catbert. He was like the evil HR uh, representative yes. The man. Yes. Yes.
1: Absolutely. I forgot about him. Yeah, you right.
0: Catbert right. was great. Um, and I like like Wally. Wally was that that other guy in there that was like always just kind of like skating by and getting away with stuff and
1: and uh, drink a lot of coffee. Yeah. Stuff like that. Yeah. Yep. That, was, that that was a good one. Okay, so what's your number two? My
0: number two, that's where I've got Peanuts coming in. I think Peanuts, is it, it may be the most iconic comic strip ever. I think, you know, uh, a bunch of great characters, like I said, Charlie Brown. Everyone, everyone loves Snoopy. Uh, I think they, it may not have necessarily been the funniest comic strip, but I think it had a lot of just great moments. Uh, A lot of great iconography to it, like, uh, you know, Lucy pulling the football away or Lucy's uh, psychiatric help, uh, you know, Snoopy and all the different characters that he would create. It was just it was such a it was very simply drawn, but it was very it was it was done with a lot of finesse, I thought. And it it was just such had such great, great moments in it. Leading to probably what's probably my favorite uh, Christmas special of all time. I mean, I, 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 back when I was a kid in December, I would grab the TV guide every week and look to see if, if the Peanuts Christmas special was on that week. And if it was, I made sure I knew where I was going to be because you only, got, you only got one chance to see it back then.
1: Dude, it's on tonight.
0: Is it? <laughs> I'll to, I'll, yes. I'll have to check it out.
1: So I think it's on at eight o'clock, I wanna say, but I think it's I think it's a CBS staple. But uh yeah, it's on tonight, so watch it.
0: Okay. I will do.
1: But you're right, Peanuts, um everybody knows who Charlie Brown is. Um and just it is, it's iconic. It's it's the best. Yeah. Okay, so where you made your biggest mistake on your list (laughs) is not listing Farside as number one. Okay. And it was started in 1980, and I happen to know that this one is not run anymore. It stopped in 95. But Gary Larson, and it was always single panel. So that's kind of tough to get your point across in just one. And i always remember my all-time favorite, like you said, it involved a lot of animals. My all-time favorite one are these two deer standing there, and the <laughs> one's got like a bullseye on his chest and the other uh deer says that's a bummer of a birthmark hal <laughs> and i always remember that so that was kind of the far side comedy and he pulled him from nature and that i missed that comic but that was the best ever
0: i think i think there's a you know and as we're thinking about this there's a couple that come to my mind and there's i think one of my favorite far side comics is there? They're standing around in this living room. There's, there's like there's one person in in this living room, with a whole bunch of gangsters in the living room, and the gangsters are like moving furniture around, and so the, the the lead gangster goes up to the guy, the the homeowner. He says, "All right, boss wants his money. See, if he doesn't get it next time, it won't be just your furniture we rearrange." Yeah. <laughs> so, so that that one. I mean, I could go on and on and on about Fireside. I mean, there were so many great ones, but yeah, that was that was one that I always
1: liked. I didn't buy too many books of comics, but I those top three of my Fireside, Dilbert, and Calvin and Hobbes, I have bought like the books that have, you know, have hundreds policy. of the strips in them. Yeah, man. yeah, they're,
0: yeah, they because you you can reread those too. they they're they're awesome.
1: Absolutely okay. Number one, what well, you
0: my, got? My number one is Calvin and Hobbes. That's uh, I think we kind of switched on our one and three. Uh, yeah, but Calvin, I think is just I, you know, it's it's so the the humor was so good. I think uh, they they really captured the the true imagination uh, and frustrations of a of a little six year old kid. I think the uh, you know, and Hobbes, is his imaginary friend, uh, uh, you know, and kind of his alter ego that that kind of allowed him to, to really express himself. But I think one of the things I like so much about Calvin Hobbes also is his parents. Uh, you know, his, his mom is always just kind of like eternally frustrated with him, but, not, you know, obviously loves him and wants to take care of him. But, just you know, he just kind of drives her crazy. And I love Calvin's dad because there. every now and then, you know, Calvin's dad would, would, you know, a lot of times would be at work and, and Calvin would like call him with questions or, but the, the best parts of parts of Calvin's dad were when he was, uh, when Calvin would ask him a question about like, you know, the universe or the meaning of life and his dad would just come up with some off the wall, you know, fake answer. Um, you know and but you know Calvin would of course believe it, so i I tried to like pattern my own fathering uh uh capabilities after after calvin's dad. he was always a, a great inspiration for me
1: wow, and you yeah. and your kids did okay too That's yeah, yeah they, pretty uh
0: they turned out already. pretty amazing, yeah
1: well, congratulations, so this was a hard one for me George yeah um when well, we went through the list of you know, our options for this week and we picked comic strips. I was kinda of going, ooh, what are we gonna do here? <laughs> and um but I but the top three are huge. Peanuts is huge. And then like I said, I'm kinda of out of touch. But now you're gonna put me back in touch. And so next year we'll do comic strips too and I'll be much more hip.
0: Alright, well well yeah we'll get you into Go Comics and we'll expand your horizon.
1: Right. Okay, excellent work, George. Um, take care of yourself. And we are George and Keith's Musings. Um, you can go, you can search that on Google. We're available on Apple, on their podcast. We are on all kinds of platforms. Um, you could go to anchor.fm slash Musings, and I'll get you right to it. But a lot of different ways to do it, and... Uh, I hope you enjoy it. If you have suggestions, gkmusings at yahoo.com. Yeah. Um, And let us know what you like, what you don't like. Uh, I will not pass on any of the bad ones that you say about George. (laughs) And I haven't, I haven't done that. So don't worry about that.
0: (laughs) All right, buddy. I love you. And
1: uh, you got some kind of retort. Do you?
0: No, that's what I was saying. There must be tons of emails out out there about me. If that's uh... That's right. Yeah, a lot of of, of bad-mouthing out there.
1: Oh, yeah. All right. Plenty to go around. Okay, buddy, uh, take care of yourself. I'll talk to you next week.
0: All right, man. See ya.